Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries in, in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm back here with our founder again, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. And today we want to talk to you guys a little bit about something affectionately called SOTO. And uh, those that word SOTO rolls off our tongue so quickly that we forget people don't know what in the heck we're talking about. Or where it is. Or where it is. <laughs> so, so just... Uh, let us clarify a couple things right up front. Soto is not, is a it's not a thing; it's a place. Shepherd of the Ozarks, and this is a retreat location that Rocky and I found a few years ago. It's it's in the Ozarks. Yeah, deep Ozarks. Deep Ozarks. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Well, you... there's a lot of banjos out there. <laughs> <laughs> now we we don't want to scare them off right off the bat, but uh, it's uh, it's it's really a gem of a place that we found. Beautiful, and, beautiful, and great place. Uh, sep- it's got lodges all over the grounds. Got a huge gathering facility. And uh, it's some great Christian uh, people own it and and run it to the glory of God. And so we found this place because we were looking for a place to do our national summit. Uh, we we did had done some national gatherings in Malibu, California, which is mm-hmm. not too shabby either. No, but limited. Very very limited. There's, our guys in Orange County had a relationship with a Catholic retreat facility up on a cliff in Malibu. Yeah. It was a humble place, but it was just in a beautiful location. Mm, humble in Malibu. <laughs> humble. It's kind of strange, Boy, but, yeah, but it's it true. Was, I mean, it was. It wasn't expensive. It, no, it was, just, it was really inexpensive. Yeah, but uh, it could only host 120 guys at, at max. Think. Yeah, and, and we were really we did that for like five years, and then we felt it was time to do something in this neck of the woods, and so we did our first one in October of 2017. And it was just great. It was amazing. And mm-hmm. so so we decided we wanted to do this about every couple of years, have a national gathering of our men and all over from all over the country. Yeah. And so it's not just Northwest Arkansas. People come in from California, from new cities where it's expanding. And uh, so we just want to talk to you all today a little bit about what, what this is, what the theme is this year, what you might expect if you come join us. And... Uh, and encourage. Uh, we're hoping God will use this to spark those of you who need to join us to be there. So, so Rocky, let's talk a little bit about um, before we get into the theme. Let's just talk about why why we would do something like this because we we talked we we argue about not argue but we discuss all this all the yeah. time. We're not an event ministry. Right. It's very clear who we are. We're a discipleship ministry, yeah. and a lot of us have been exposed to large events in our past, yeah. like Promise Keepers. Right. And there's a lot of great men's events, Wild yeah. at Heart, Solely yeah. Business. Yeah. Uh, so we don't want to dive in and just be all about you know events. We're about digging in with people and walking it out with them in discipleship. Yeah. But we feel like there's something special. There's a time to do an event. So why, why do you think we are doing this, Rocky? Well, I know it's nomenclature. Uh, words are, you know, need to be understood. Definitions be, need to be understood. And and when we think of events, we think of things that would be uh, entertaining. You'd have people that would be uh, guest stars. You would have people that are, you know, keynote speakers. And it would generally have a, a, a format that's pretty consistent. And I've, I've been to a lot of them whether it's in business or whether it's in ministry, they all kind of follow a little bit of the same thing. 
uh, in as as far as staging mm-hmm. is concerned. Now, the difference with what we're doing is not an event; it's a gathering. Yeah, and it's uh, primarily a gathering of our leaders. This would be our not only our staff and our boards, but the guides or people that are involved with implementing uh, journey groups all over the nation. Uh, and there are, you know, if you have an aircraft carrier that its purpose was to launch airplanes and to be able to be a presence in a particular area of the, of the world, and you say, what is the mission of that aircraft carrier? And it is to support those airplanes and those pilots that fly those airplanes, right? Yeah. Well, that's the way our guides are. The guides, you know, they're the, they're the pilots, and we support what they're doing out there. They're the ones that's helping make disciples. We can't do it out of this office. We have to support them. And all of our, all of our boards, whether it's our global board and our regional boards, the, our efforts is to undergird the work of those guides out there. Mm. And so what we want to do is we want to gather them and also people, potential guides, people that are interested in being a part not only of learning to abide with Christ, but also part of the organism of expansion through influencers, uh, which means that they're going to have a serious commitment to go and make disciples. That's our mission, to teach people how to abide in Christ, because that is that is the thing that we are, are captivated by, and that is, that's where transformation occurs, and that's part of, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And the journey is our is our method of developing uh, men and women in their walk with Christ. It is a process, not a program. So all of those words mean something. Not a program, it's a process. Not an event, but a gathering. Mm-hmm. And it's an inspirational gathering to help people come together to be loved, to be encouraged, to be able to have a time to get away and listen and connect with other men who are connecting with the Holy Spirit. To have a few days away in a private setting to be able to join together to come before our King and worship Him Mm. and let Him download to us as we upload to Him our praise and worship. Mm. I don't know about you, but that sounds more like uh, what I would say would be a revival than an event. Mm. I would say that would be a gathering of the saints more than an entertainment. Uh, is it entertaining? Y'all, there's going to be so much fun. Golly. When's the last time you heard golly? <laughs> Gilmer My Mississippi roots have just come out now. <laughs> oh, man, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> last time, uh, I mean, every time uh, I've gone there, I've come away with something new. Whether it was at Malibu, uh, whether it's here, uh, it's been a momentum. It's, it's gathered momentum from the time that when we had, what, about 50 people the first time, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. to the point now that we'll fill it up at about 320. Is that mm-hmm. about right? Yeah, that's about right. We were filling it up at, uh, in Malibu. I think the only complaint that we heard from uh, the facilities there is that 
those beds were made for five foot monks. And most of <laughs> our guys were over that. We got some big boys. <laughs> their, yeah, their legs were sticking out, and you know they didn't complain. But boy, they were sure glad about the accommodations that we're having at Soto. And by the way, tell tell us about those accommodations. Oh yeah, yeah. This this place is really. I've done I've done a lot of retreats in my past for men's retreats for my church. Yeah. And things like that, and and there's always guys complaining about the bunk beds or whatever it is, because a lot of them are at youth camp locations. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you can find that can house enough men. This is unique because these are big lodges with bedrooms. There are bunks, but even the bunks are comfortable, like with yeah. normal mattresses, not those little plastic, you know, mattresses they have at kids' right. camp. And then there's actually king size beds and queen size beds. They're really nice. Yeah. And the if if anyone has ever been to like uh, Big Cedar, which is in Branson, owned by Bass Pro Shop, I mean it's on that level yeah, of nice lodgy wilderness feel. And mm-hmm. so they've done a great job. Um, whoever owned it before had some resources and really did it upright. Mm-hmm. And then now it's used for God's purposes, which is which is really cool. Yeah, so. I've watched that place evolve over the last 30 years. That's the first time that I, I went there about 30 years ago, and there was only a hunting camp in there. Yeah, it was just owned for hunting. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a Christian camp. What is it, about 250 acres, something like that? Oh, it's huge, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then you have a, a, this beautiful uh, river that runs through it, and then it, and it's just adjacent to one of the great float trips in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are rope courses and all that that are available, uh, and it's used uh, by churches and various groups. So it's it's uh, although it's hidden, it's well known. Well, and if anyone's done journey groups out there, they know that you're always looking for a great location for your prayer retreats and mm-hmm. things like that. This is like the ultimate. Yeah. Location yeah. for stuff like this. You know? Yeah, we're we're real thrilled about about it because the the not only the accommodations which includes the where we sleep, uh, but we're able to gather our regions together because those those lodges can hold up to I think some of them hold eighty people, won't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we usually put our regions together so that yeah. the Tulsa guys will be at the Tulsa guys, Memphis with Memphis, yeah. and, and that allows them some time for some camaraderie and some building of their region. You know, in the after in the, after the we're done in the evenings, and they get to just kind of hang out together early in the mornings, and yeah. some great connections are made, and conversations happen. And. Well, you know, I want to make one point and then come back to that thought there, and that is the other part of the accommodations. The food's really good. I it mean, is very good. Staff does an amazing job in the preparation, and we have a dining hall that'll hold all three hundred and twenty people, mm-hmm. and they serve us quickly and good. And there's a wonderful amphitheater downstairs for. For our uh, worship, praise, and mm-hmm. teaching, and then mm-hmm. we have uh, adequate porches and places all over the campus that allows our small groups, where when we break out in our uh, table talk, uh, that, that you know this is where a lot of the great ministry goes on. There is when you have small group bases where they're talking, mm-hmm. and there's a great campus for them to walk and pray. And be alone, right around the river, and in and, and different nooks and crannies that are out there where they can really enjoy the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a kind of a brief picture of the facilities. But let's go back to this thing about trying to get uh, your groups together who have something in common. There's a group that that's going to be in common that in common that we're trying to pull together. And and any pastor out there mm-hmm. who is listening to this who is not uh, yet uh, uh, you've heard about us, but you haven't been uh, fully exposed to us. We are inviting pastors to come and be a part of this, and we would 
I, we would encourage their church to pay the, what is it, $200, $300? Yeah, it's three hundred dollars if you register by March first, uh-huh. and then three twenty-five after that. Yeah, and and you know, get their church to to pay that for them because it's well worth it. And then we we have Nate Sweeney, who is uh, our uh, the pastor who's on our board. He's just an amazing guy that has the Abiding Church Network and is resourcing churches to help them learn to how to uh, uh, develop a, a discipleship environment that mm-hmm. is transformational. Yeah, and he is, you know a pastor to pastors in that thing. He has a calling in that. So we're going to have a special cabin for him and pastors who would want to join him so they could have a lot of interaction and cross-pollination and, and gather the excitement that can that can come to these pastors who have not been exposed to this ministry and, and the mission that we have and how they can hear other pastors who can say, wow, we have done this, here's the result, here are the measurements, here are the things you can see, here's the dynamic things that have happened in this church because we've taught them how to abide in Christ. So we encourage those pastors now, encourage the churches of those pastors, the elders and the deacons of those pastors, send your pastor, and oh, by the way, one of you go with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was just going to add on, um, there have been pastors who've come in the past, and sometimes the pastors want to be just one of the guys, mm-hmm. and they, they don't want to do pastor-type stuff. They want to be with, hang with the guys and, and spend stay in the cabins with yep. their guys, yep. and that's fine, too. Sure. Uh, you'll have an opportunity if you're a pastor or for your pastor to uh, stay with the guys, but then be part of the uh, breakout groups that, that Nate will be leading. And yeah. so that's an option too. So. Yeah, it is. And I think every everybody that comes to these things has somewhat of an agenda. Sure. And you should. Your agenda might be to rest. Mm-hmm. And you find some opportunities to get on the creek bank and just take a nap if that's what you want to. Mm-hmm. Fine. You, it, it will, you, your mission might be to, uh, you want to be inspired. You need something that will shake you, get you out of the doldrums that you, spiritual doldrums that you're, you're in, and, you, and you're wanting something to refresh you. Okay, good, come on. That's your agenda, and we're going to try to help you there. And then you're going to have some pastors, as examples, say, you know, I just want to be able to see what's going on with this ministry because there's a lot of lives that are being changed here, especially men. And the men in my church need something that's going to awaken them. It's going to help them understand who they are and what they're capable of doing. The men in my church, I desire to help them become leaders. And I want them to join me and co-lead with me this church. Now, that's an agenda right there. So you have several agendas. You ask the agenda, what is your agenda for coming? And we want to, we want to make sure that we can try to help you find that in this particular. You know, and I think, so maybe the question would be, what's our agenda for doing it? And I think, I think uh, we don't have a big agenda other than to gather our men and worship the Lord, seek his face, take people to that place that they want to go or or give them a taste of something. I think we always want to reinforce our DNA of our ministry. I think that's always important for for any organization to keep reiterating what they're all about, you know, just to keep that in front of people and uh, inspire people, inspire people to go do the work of the ministry. You know, I think those are the things that come to my mind. And and, and along those lines, um, I think... If you look at Scripture, there's a lot of times that God's people gathered or that the leaders gathered the people, you know, after 
you know, Moses gathered the people a lot of times when he had something really special to gather them. Uh, Nehemiah gathered the people after they built the wall. Uh, even in the New Testament, they were gathering the believers together. There's a, something special about gathering people together who are like-minded, have a common heart, common cause. And God seems to show up in magnificent ways when that happens. People are cut to the heart. They're convicted of sin. They're convicted of things that they need to deal with. Uh, new visions and dreams are inspired. You know, I think some just special, just speaking spiritually and biblically, a lot of special things happen when you gather like that. Well, and that's why it's a gathering, not an event. Right. Right, and that's you see it gets gets back to your original question: What is unique about this? What is what are we trying to do here? Mm-hmm. Look, let me tell you, we want we want people to understand that this is not trying. We're not trying to build a ministry here. That's not that's not our mission here. We're not trying to build a ministry or or PR a ministry or, or make sell a, books not, or, or have yeah. anything that yeah. has to do with making a ministry known and 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 be good and be recognized. It's about Jesus. That's right. Our gathering is about Jesus, not about influencers. Right. It's not That's about right. this ministry. It's That's about right. gathering people who are part of wanting to to transfer a, a sacred message that he's giving to us to come to me and abide in me. That's right. That's our message. That's this ministry. That's what we're about. So when you say influencers, you better know that's what it's about. Yeah. That's right. If you want a brand, that's what it's about. Mm. And when you come to a gathering such as this, that's what it's about. Mm. Mm. It's about gathering men to go to Jesus and find something that we don't get out there the other 360 days a year. Mm. Mm. That's right. Well, and and let's let's segue into the theme because that, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. The theme God gave us for this year is go vertical. Right. We want to take. We want to call men to the mountaintop. We want to call men to this vertical place, yeah. which is one of our key points of DNA. I yeah. would say we're not horizontally driven. You know, like a lot of men's ministries, horizontal about accountability groups or events or or uh, sharing our needs with each other. You know, that happens sometimes in our groups. But we're about going to Jesus, yeah. abiding relationship with Jesus. Right. So, so the theme will be that. So even like our breakout groups are going to be called expedition teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leaders of those. Teams. They're now not get called, this now. Come all right, on now. All right. they're, they're not called. Now this is a Rocky thing. This is, I'll give Rocky credit where credit is due. They're they're, uh, they're not breakout group leaders. I was going to call them um, shepherds. Well, I was going to say guy. I was going to say guides, what sounds more masculine. And then we said shepherds really is what what these guys are because they're going to shepherd the men throughout the weekend. And then Rocky brought because in, it's a mountain climbing theme. It's a mountain climbing theme, and so he came up with a new word. Sherpa, Sherpa. So, what's a Sherpa, Rocky? Well, you know, if you, if you, actually, they're they're over in in uh, Tibet, <laughs> and they they uh, are great burden bearers. They're uh, tremendous mountaineers, uh-huh. and the, when you see anybody that goes and gets the PR for having climbed Mount Everest. And they, you'll know that there are several stages along that they have to have count base counts as they go up to that thing. Finally, they make their last ascent. Well, guess who carries all those supplies up there for them? Mm. It's Sherpas. Mm. People that live in the mountains, they're the strongest men pound for pound you'll ever see. They're the ones that cause those mountain climbers to be able to succeed. Mm. Mm. They're the support mechanism. Um, they're the servants. Yeah. And that's what our Sherpas will be. Yeah. 
and and then that yeah these guys are going to be special guys these are some of our best guides probably and yeah. some of our staff guys and yeah. just we're, we're praying about that right now because we we're, we want the right guys to be there so well they're committed to uh, uh, helping a soul be healthy mm-hmm and they're just not talking about theirs. They're talking about the ones that they're going to be praying for, meeting with, serving. But there's a dynamic that we keep preaching and teaching all along. That was what uh, Journey 2.0 was all about. And that is that we help our soul when we help other people's souls. That's right. That's so right. those guys will be the ones who are probably great, the greatest blessed. Oh, yeah. So I just want to give them a little flavor for what they'll expect if, you've ne- if they've never been to one of our gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, you can expect, uh, we've already told you, it's a beautiful facility, great food, and activities will be fun. Uh, there'll be some amazing times of worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always have amazing worship leaders right. that, that, that just know how to, they're not there to entertain. They're there to take us to take worship. Us to wor- take us to worship. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some amazing, inspiring talks. Yeah. Some of our guys who, under, who get things will be talking about different topics to challenge men and really inspire them. There'll be some extended times of prayer with the Lord, a lot of space for you and the Lord to just get alone out in nature. Um, there'll be these these expedition teams where you, you'll form a brotherhood with some guys from that aren't even from your city, guys from other parts of the country, even other parts internationally. And you'll get to... to Form a brotherhood with those guys over this weekend, um, and then we got some other special things planned along the way. That'll there'll be some surprises and things that uh, will really bless you. But everything's going to be driven towards us going to that vertical place with the Lord. Yeah. You know. And last time we did this, Brian, uh, and I, we ask this all the time from our, the guys that go there, and that that is, what was the most special thing time that happened to you? during that time there. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, was it preaching? Was it teaching? Was it uh, was it music? Was it small group breakout? Was it the facilities? Was it this, that, and the other? What was it to you, before I tell it was to me, but what was it to you that stood out? Well, uh, it's probably the same thing, but... Uh the baptisms, we, yeah, yeah there, there's a beautiful river there, and, and we just couldn't waste the opportunity to having that for people who wanted it. For people who really wanted to mark that weekend yeah. as a special time with the Lord, yeah. we did some baptisms, and it was really special. And we had these uh, guys that brought uh, their drones, and and we had a tremendous camera shots. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of those got away. And I hope that you're going to put on. Uh, on the email that goes out with this podcast, that video that shows a little bit of that baptism and yeah. all of us on the bridge there looking down on there applauding those guys oh, yeah. when they made that commitment. But there was another thing too, Brian, and that was we had a bridge walking time. Yeah, that's right. And uh, what we're trying to do is that we're trying to bring uh, men to a point of recognition where they are, where they want to go, and what they need to do to get there. There's a, a time of consecration, and in some cases, reconsecration, because, you know, I have to consecrate my life every day. You know that? Mm. Every day I have to get up and say, here I am, I'm yours. That's just a reconsecration. Uh, I can say that there was a monumental time that happened in 1994, big time big time for me. I was a Christian for a long time. I can go back when I was baptized. As a child, that was. And But I'd say the biggest one was when I was baptized in the Jordan River. Mm. And that was, what was that, about seven years ago, something like that? 
Yeah, when you went to Israel, Sally and I right. both were baptized, and we had all previously been baptized previously, but there was a special recognition of that time as believers, as believers, wanting to again be identified with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and our metaphoric death, burial, and resurrection hmm. to live for Him, and that's what we give to these men there. We give them that opportunity to walk that bridge and consecrate their life all over again to Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, they find freedom. Some of those guys come in there shackled, shackled with addictions, whether it's pornography or drugs and alcohol or sexual addictions, um, anger addictions, wounds. They come in their burden, and and we challenge them right up front. Okay, now let's get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And when you leave this conference, don't take it back. So that's the kind of thing happens. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk briefly about who should come to this. And you you've said already. You said yeah. we're doing this primarily for our leaders, you know. And I and I think and so, potential leaders. Yeah. So so the the t- the first wrong, I would say, is, uh, you know, of course, our staff will all be there, and hopefully their regional boards mm-hmm. and our global board, as many that can make it, will be there. Right. We want them there for sure. Right. Anyone who's guides, you're part of our army. You're part of our leadership. We want you guys there. And you you may need this more than you realize. You may need a time of refreshing because you've been out there laboring for the Lord, and, and boy, you are you got more of a target on your back if you're one of our guides. And so you might be discouraged. You might yeah. need to be have an uplift, you know. Uh, or maybe you were part of the ministry guided a few years ago, but you've been out on the sidelines, and God's calling you back to join us again. Yeah. So come. Come join us. But like you just said— there's other people out there who've never even been through a journey group who, uh, well, let me, let me back up there. First, I'll say maybe you're a guy who's going through a journey, you're a participant. Right. You've been through the journey, but you've never guided. You're welcome too, right? I yeah. mean, because especially if you're hungry, if you're hungry and maybe God's calling you into leadership and saying, how come I've never helped share with other people what I found? And maybe this will be the, the thing that'll help you get there. Yeah. And then the last would be the people who would never even don't even know about our ministry. They've just heard about it. Well, you know, here, here's the thing about it. If we're doing it right with those other people rather than those, then we will be reaching those people with those people that come. Because they'll bring them. <laughs> well, more than that, they'll go to them. They'll yeah. go back to them. Yeah, yeah. And you see, if this, is, if this happens like we think it might happen, because honestly, Brian, we've got tens of thousands now. Tens of thousands of guys who've gone through the journey, women too, have gone through the journey in this country. Thousands of them in this region, in Oklahoma and California and around. So, you know, we have a large contingency that has great capabilities of filling this thing up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and we, and we, we have invested heavily into these people to challenge them not to just take what's been given to you and do nothing with it, but take what's been given to you and reinvest it in others. And, mm-hmm. and the, the whole thought I have is that we, we want them here first and foremost so that that which has already been invested in them can be reproduced by a little nudging, a little training, a little encouragement, a little inspiration, mm-hmm. all the things that go along with mobilizing and 
and if we do it right, that will be the primary people that come. But at the same time, we've had some people that have come. They've never gone through the journey. They came through relationships of other people. John Pruitt is an example that brought uh, three family members, which included his father. Mm-hmm. And their lives were turned around. And, you know, we've seen fathers and sons that have one brought the other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that is a... Uh, we don't want to stop that. We don't yeah. want to hinder the Holy Spirit's work there. Uh, we do want uh, those that do come, try to come and listen and fall into what we're trying to convey and not to come and try to not do that, not to change that because, yeah, you know, we're always concerned that somebody would come with an agenda that's not the agenda that, that we've been given to take out there to the people that targets that God has given us. Yeah. And, and I think to that end, we're praying right now. There's prayers going up right now that God will select the right people that need to be there. Yeah, that's the key thing right there. Yeah, and, 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 and all of you out there, if you end up registering, just know that you're going to be prayed for from the moment you register. You'll be on a list, and you'll be being prayed for yeah. up to and during during the, the, the event. So. Actually, that's even begun now that we've—the assimilation of a prayer team— that would be uh, undergirding this effort and calling by name every one of those men that will be there. And they will be prayed for by men and women Mm -hmm. across this country that have been involved with this ministry. So we take, it's a serious, serious effort we're getting. And, and you know, uh, we're, we'd love to fill it up, and we think we will. Uh, I think the, if we max it out, it's like 340, I think, but, but maybe 320 is more of a realistic, comfortable number. Yeah. But uh, we want who God wants. If there's a hundred guys that come, we're fine with that. Yeah. You know, whoever God wants, we're fine. Yeah. It's not about selling out or you know re- reaching any number goals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But we do feel certain it's going to sell out because there's a buzz going around already, and, and registrations are going pretty quick right now. So, yeah. uh, so let me just give you guys some of the details. Um, if you want to register, you go to our website www.influencers.org, and right on the homepage there it'll say Soto National Summit 2019. You can click on that, and you can go right to the registration page. Uh, it's May 2nd through 5th. Um, uh, if you live in an area that you'd have to fly in, let me just tell you just real quick that you can fly into Little Rock or you can fly into XNA, which is Northwest Arkansas Regional Airport. And we will have teams of guys that can pick you up at the airport and get you to to and from the event as long as you arrive in certain time parameters that we've set up. So uh, that'll be that'll be for you. Uh, again, the cost is $300 if you register and uh, pay by March 1st. If you go beyond that, it's 325. Yeah. And uh, anyway, and then and we will be putting regions together and cabins together and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Well, one other thing, again, there's uh, there's some uh, logistics that are behind this thing. And the earlier they register, the better for things that are not normally known. And that is like, for instance, the prayer teams. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we need to assimilate those people that will support this effort. And we want their names. We want the name of these people, these men that are that are signing up. And, and even if we could get their wives to consider being a part of the support team of yeah. prayer. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so this is, this is going to be a... An effort in going deep and going close to Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Him. Yeah. And that's when I say, and when I say about agenda, anybody that comes, that's the agenda. Yeah. It's not about what we do with other people and how we deal with them. It's us going to Jesus. And anything less than that, it's not our agenda. That's right. 
Yeah, and, and so I would I would piggyback on what Rocky said. Uh, you will help us out if you register early. It'll mm-hmm. help us out from an organizational standpoint, and you won't get shut out at the you know gate, whatever if uh, it fills up. And so I would say pray about it, and if you feel God's saying to be there, take a step of faith and register, yeah. uh, register right away. So don't don't put it off. Men are notorious for waiting to the last minute. So yeah, they uh, <laughs> might not have a bed though for do this. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to close with this verse that uh, God has given us as as a, a kind of a theme verse for this go vertical. So I'm going to read this. It's out of Hebrews 12, 18 through 24. You've not come to a mountain that can be touched, that's burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they cannot bear what was commanded. Even if an animal touches a mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I'm trembling with fear. No. You've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You've come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. And I think that it just talks that there's something bigger than we understand that what he's calling us into. And there's more to this abiding relationship that we probably fully understand yet what he's calling us to. So anyway, hope you guys will register. We, we hope to see you there. And, and of course, let me know if you have any questions about that. Uh, you can reach me at my email, bcraig at influencers.org. And uh, be glad to help you with anything you need help with. So hope you've enjoyed today's podcast of the Influencers Network podcast. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me. Mm-hmm.